Hey gang, thanks for listening to the CrossFit Offroad Podcast. This is Mitch. This is also sponsored by Prime Shape Fitness. If you are looking to get in better shape, look for me online or on Facebook at uh, Prime Shape Fitness. Find my page, reach out to me. I'd love to help you out. I do online and in-person workouts. I can help you out either way. Now on to the Fun Off-Road Podcast. Hey gang, welcome back to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast. Uh, I haven't been around for a while, but I'm back now. i got some new ideas that I want to bring into the board. Uh, bring up, I should say. And uh, today's episode, I just want to bring up some things that are in the news. If you check your email, there is an email from Minnesota Four-Wheel Driver Association with some action items that you should probably take care of. Uh, there is a... Uh, law, I usually don't get into politics too much here, but this one is important for us, but there's a law proposal in the books that we should take a look at. Uh, it's Bill SF1324. Uh, I'll read it right off the email here. A bill that imposes new severely severe and unnecessary highly restrictive regulation uh, on ORVs, ATVs, OHMs, and snowmobiles. It's for a hearing tomorrow. So it's coming up. It's probably uh, happening right now, but there's another one on the 21st, I believe. So in other words, it's time to email your senator. <laughs> you don't get to say that one too much. But now is a good time to take some action. Who it affects the most here is our overlanders and our border-to-border trail that we have coming up here. And I know I, if you guys listened before, I'm a big fan of the border-to-border idea and how it brings in some... Um, tourism to our state and also just somewhere for us to go do stuff and uh, we had some past people on that are big in overlanding and some other people who told us the kind of history of off-roading in Minnesota you know um, I think Brad was telling me that we lost like 99% of our land that we can go on uh, so some of that has to do with just obviously rules that come in play and you know losing some land is no fun but uh, you know all the more reason for us to tread lightly and to make sure we're not tearing up public land. Uh, that's what kind of gives off-roaders a bad name. And, and what, they're, what they're saying here is that they're worried about some, oh, what do you call it, evasive, not evasive species. Ooh. Oh, boy, here. I'm going to read it right off the dang uh, government website. Land, water, quality, aquatic life, and wildlife protection from the effects of certain motorized recreational trails. Environmental assessment worksheet construction of off expand off-highway vehicle trail trial requirement so how I read that um, I'm not a good reader out louder type of a guy sometimes sorry about that but uh, in the end it's just they want to restrict you know some of the things that we have that we're trying to get put in place so Minnesota four-wheel drive association has really been trying to push things the right way have this have somewhere to go this uh, border board trail it's not uncommon to have something like this Wisconsin has one some other states have them uh, you know that BLM Bureau of Land Management uh, land that's out there. Uh, not, but it's not around here. Some states like Utah is big into a huge tourism for them. Obviously, for good reasons, they got it going on. Uh, Colorado has some big, big swaths of land that they have, and and it brings them some money for the state. Uh, and South Dakota, I know we've had uh, Tyler Ty Brown over in North or South Dakota talking to him about those things that he goes on. So. I've been talking to these different people all over, and they got places to go. And and uh, this is, if this goes through Minnesota, it would be something we would lose. So you can go through and check this email again, again from the Minnesota Pro Drive Association. They're encouraging uh, respectful letters. Now I I wrote one of them so far, and I 
kind of said my opposition. I did it respectfully. I said nice words. I said, you know, here's what happens in the past. And I understand that we need conservation, but also we need some place to go. We have this beautiful state. And uh, if nobody's allowed to go see it, what's the use of having it? You know, it's kind of the tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to even see it or hear it. Does it really happen? You know, so I just think that there's a, there's a happy medium between conservation and tourism. And uh, this would kind of really impact those people who want to go see the northern part of our state. It's a great place to be. I want to spend some time up there this summer myself. So it's like, check that out. That email is uh, pretty impactful. Um, so there's one, two, three different centers. Uh, I got one down and two to go here to email myself. And uh, like I said, be respectful. I don't know how many people, you know, they actually eat, read emails. I got an email back already saying, hey, I'm a very busy person. I got thousands of emails per day I get. But they have people in their office, and I think I've read in the past, I think they're required, or they have people that will read them, to, you know, give them summaries of the emails they're getting. So be nice and uh, go through and, you know, push your two cents into, you know, opposing this bill, SF1324, and uh, see what you can do to kind of, put some people behind this uh like i said i want to spend some more time up there it's a beautiful place to be uh so it's uh th three centers if you get the email if not go to the minnesota four drive website and i'm sure they have it on there they're very smart people there and they would have it but uh there's some action items that says we need your help we email these people so i got right on it and got on the first one i'm gonna hit this next couple here soon so that's kind of what you know i started with the uh, big action items you need to take care of right away <laughs> And uh, But here's some fun things we have coming up. Uh, last I left off, about a year ago actually, I was talking uh, some things we have going on between my buddies and I. Uh, you're going to hear from Wade here soon, and uh, you're going to hear from my brother and myself a lot and some other buddies. Uh, but what we got going on, Wade's doing some you know, not-so-secret project on his LJ. He has uh, the V8 in the, in the shop. He's got an LS. He we, he sourced himself and got a pickup. I helped pull it out, and he's he's done a lot of the, a lot of the work already. Uh, I, I think it's a lot of work. He says the hard part hasn't come yet, but he had the engine 100% apart. Now it's all 100% back together. Same thing with the transmission. He sent that out. Uh, he boosted the power a little bit on the motor. He thinks so, but it's gonna be pretty fun. Uh, we're gonna do a whole episode on that, and you're gonna hear the details that he went into to get the right motor and the sources of knowledge he's pulling from to put an LS in an LJ, or as we like to call it, the Smug J, or Smug LSJ. Um, I got a lot of names for that thing because I like to tease him um, about it, but uh, it's gonna be a pretty nice whip when he's all done with it. The, and this is all, uh, his wife is 100% behind this because she said it needs more power. <laughs> that thought was hilarious, but uh, she drives every now and again and thought it need more power. So that's kind of how we got into it and he's Neck deep in that, he has another frame sitting on the floor, so he's going to do a frame swap in the middle of it all, which actually might make it easier because he'll be able to get the frame prepped and have a great frame to start with. So uh, kind of cool things there. My Jeep, I got some upgrades I did recently and some upgrades planned, uh, so I'll kind of detail some of those things out. We did an off-road trip here recently, uh, so we'll detail that out and how fun that was. Uh, what else we got going on? Uh, well, some people got rid of their Jeeps because uh, one of our friends had a Lemon, a JK Lemon Rubicon, and uh, so I might have him and talk about that, or maybe we'll just paraphrase for him because it was a, it was a hot mess. Every other week something was going wrong on it, so he he let it go. He says I can't do it anymore. So, so every now and again you have a Lemon, so uh, that's what happens sometimes. But 
we're going to talk mainly about TJs and, and LJs, but we might talk about some other things. Um, I got four or five episodes. I'm going to talk about my daily driver that I'm sitting in right now that some daily driver blues that I had going on. So I'm going to kind of fill you in on some of those things and uh, kind of bums me out that I have, well, I'm going to talk to you about known problems. I didn't know that was a phrase, but for some reason I bought a truck that, you know, the year and the models have known problems. It's always fun to find out that common problems will pop up in vehicles. Um, I'm looking for sponsors. I have one that I'm kind of working on right now, and hopefully that goes because he, he had some great stories. It's a, it's a shop in town that uh, actually worked on my pickup and helped me out. And he had some great, hilarious stories. And I said, that's perfect. I'd love to have you on my podcast. I'd love to have you guys sponsor it. And he goes, what would we talk about? I'm like, that story you just told me is hilarious. And it's, so I'm going to have him on. And I like like to have stories on, on podcasts. I always think it's hilarious when the uh, guys have a great story about something. I think I shared, I listened to the Snail Trail podcast. And uh, the, the guy had a whole story about how his forerunner got stolen and how he got it back. And I thought that was the best episode they ever had was just the story that they had about how he found it, who found it from it for him and everything. And so um, having stories and your reactions to them are always great. So uh, that's that and more to come this year. Uh, I'm trying to have about two, three episodes a month maybe. Uh, I just got to have it to quit raining and snowing so we can get some top-down doors off weather going on. But uh, I'll just give you a little preview. This Today's episode is really just a short little preview of what's coming up this next year. And with things I'm working on, uh, I'm going to dive more deep into each one individually, kind of save, just kind of teasing things right now. But uh, that's what you're going to hear about. But first and foremost is the idea behind, uh, you know, taking some action items here and emailing your state senators and see if we can't take care of some things here. So like I said, it's, time is of the essence. So uh, email them, just tell them, give them a respectful decision or opinion and the kind of why you like off-roading in Minnesota and what you would like to see happening. Uh, I know these laws are important. And one thing why, why law conservation laws are important is, you know, obviously you don't want to lose what you do have. Uh, and one conservation law that came into play that helped us out, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an avid deer hunter, and uh, the deer population was going down like uh, you wouldn't believe. And, and then in the 60s, they started regulating it. And uh, since then, it has definitely grown the population of deer in our state. And now they want us to, you know, harvest more deer, more and more deer. I remember when I started hunting in the... You know, mid to late 80s, uh, we had to, you know, apply for a doe tag. It was a big deal if you had a doe tag because then you had an option to, you know, take a doe versus just bucks only. And now, like, well, how many deer can you shoot? Can you take four of them? Can you take three of them? You know, five of them? You know, so it's hilarious how they want you to take more because the population is getting so high. So, in, in the end, uh, that conservation did work for our deer population in Minnesota. Uh, but this one seems pretty restrictive. So I, you know, for the off-roaders, uh, we already lost a lot of land already. Uh, so we got to make sure any land we do have, we we are smart by it, and uh, presenting these things uh, to the lawmakers and get a little help with the with the state funds is always good. But when they propose something to take things away altogether, it, uh, it seems a little harsh. So there's a way to kind of have us off-roaders out there in the wild, and uh, and us to be respectful of the land and still keep it all open and you know. So that way we can see things. So in the end, that's kind of the episode for today. I know it's a quick one today, but um, share this with your friends, uh, especially the Minnesota Four Wheel Drive. Check your email. If you're part of the Minnesota Four Wheel Drive Association, you already got it, and hopefully you've taken some steps already and uh, emailed these to, uh, two or three people. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah. So 
that's my big tip and uh, tease for the day. So do that for us. It'd be great. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Again, thanks for listening to the Cross Thread Off-Road Podcast brought to you by Prime Shape Fitness. Why help people in person and online, in small groups, large groups, one-on-one, you name it. Just reach out to me. If you're looking to get in better shape, lose weight, tone up, you name it, I can help you out. I've been doing it since 1999. Just reach out with, to me on Facebook, primeshapefitness.com, or Facebook, Prime Shape Fitness. Find me. We'll talk.